my name is Deb Kirkwood. It's an honor to be with you today. Um, my husband, who you already got a little bit introduced to, please meet him afterwards. It's Micah. He's like the best, and he's a hunk, and, and, and he's mine. So it's, it's great. <laughs> can say that about him. We've got two kiddos. We've got a nine-year-old daughter named Collins and a six-year-old tank of a son. He's just like this little tank. He weighs almost as much as his sister. He's six. His name is Baron. And it, again, it's an honor to be with you. And I, I want to say right now, I have prayed for each and every single one of your hearts today. I have prayed that as you walk into this room, that there would be something new that's gonna break in your life today. I've prayed that the God that breaks the sun rise in the morning and makes it set when he does things new each and every single day, I have prayed that there is gonna be something new that happens in our hearts today. Amen? Amen. Something new is already happening in Austin. Man, your, your leaders decided to, to come and plant a church and say, man, this is right where God would have us to be. And how many of you are thankful for your leaders in this room? Make some noise. They're awesome. And all the staff here, man, and all the volunteers here, come on, it takes a lot to run a church. God is doing something new here in Austin, and I'm excited for what he's going to do in this service. I want to I start us off by reading a passage in John chapter 5, 1 through 9. It says, Afterwards, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was a pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed lay on the porches. One of the men laying there had been sick for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him and knew how long he had been ill, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, the sick man said, for I, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm trying to get there, man, somebody always gets in ahead of me. And Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your sleeping mat and walk. And instantly the man was healed. He rolled up the mat and he began walking. The title of this message today is Got Junk? Yeah, yeah, me, me too. Me too. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for what you're about to do in this room. And I pray that we would just be ready to receive all that you have for us today. And it's in your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. You can take a seat. You can take a seat. Well, as you know, as you grow up and you start getting into this whole world of adulting, you, you start collecting things, right? You just, things start adding up. And, and so when Mike and I got married um, and we combined our things together, it created a lot more stuff, right? We all, we all gather stuff. And so there we were, uh, 2010, we had uh, moved into our apartment, two bedroom. It was 850 square feet. It was so perfect for us. And so we, we started gathering stuff. And isn't it funny how that happens? Like every like empty space in your house or your apartment or place just starts like filling up because like we like to like get 
stuff. We like to get stuff. And so fast forward, fast forward 12 years later, we've got two house moves underneath our belt. We have two children and we have a dog named Norman. (laughs) And what do we have more of? We have stuff, right? It just keeps on adding up. And as you have kids, some of you parents in the room, you realize quick that, man, your kids just like, they get stuff when they're babies. You don't realize how many things like you, you need or then you just, you just want. You go after and you just have stuff and stuff. And then, and then honestly, our kids, as they're, as they're getting older, they, they want stuff and they collect stuff. So my, my son and my daughter were just like always, always on a walk or at a park. And man, I found the best rock mom like this is the best or the leaf right and they 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 come in and they put all this rocks and leaves and sticks and everything and they 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 just leave it you know and and I made the oh man I made a big mistake and I tried to throw away some of these precious little items away in front of my kids oh man that was not good mom that's my rock what are you doing? What are you doing, right? So we, we collect things and stuff, right? And I don't know about you, but for me, all these things that I collect, they go in the junk drawer. Come on, who has a junk drawer in their house? It's okay. We can be vulnerable together. We, we, we have junk drawers, right? And ladies, this could be our closet, we know what happens in our closet, guys, in the room, your garages. You know, I know we work really hard to organize. Sometimes it's junk, right? Sometimes it adds up in there. It adds up in there. Um, but, man, we just collect stuff. And today I, I, I want to be a little bit vulnerable with you here. I feel like we're starting to warm up a little. I feel like we're starting to become friends. And I, I, I want to I show you something. Yep, this is my real-time one of my junk drawers in my, in my home, um, here it is in all of its glory. Yes, there is a rain poncho in my drawer. Um, there is bubble tape down at the bottom right there. I don't know how long that has been in there, and I, I don't even know if there's gum in there, but it is there. <laughs> um, we got some slime. Um, we got the classic, like, go-go, like, rabbit gun at the top, my son's gun. We have a floor sample. That like square piece up at the top, that's a floor, that's a floor sample. It's just junk. I mean, I just, it, it, it's junk, we collect it. Man, who, who can, who can um, just resonate with the classic move to, when we have people that are coming over to our house for dinner and we've, we've scheduled like two weeks out, right? And these people come over and the day comes and all of a sudden we are surprised that they're here. Like, oh my gosh, the day has come and look at my house, it's crazy. And so I run around with my head cut off and I throw things into a closet or a drawer and whatever. And then they walk in and you're like, hey, Jim, Hey, Sarah. Oh, my gosh. Come on in. Yeah, it, it looks like this all the time. It, I'm so glad you guys are here. I, this is, we've been planning this for a long time, right? We just, like, put things away. Put things, shove it away, whatever. And, and if you've noticed right here, we have a set of drawers on the stage. And this is our junk drawer today, okay? Yours and mine. These are going to be our junk drawers and our awesome Austin team put 
put some things in our junk drawer, and I, I, I don't know what's in here. They, they are surprising me. I really do like surprises. And so we're going to find out together what's in our junk drawer for today. So let's check it out. All right, what do, what do they have for me? <laughs> they did this different every single service, so I would be surprised. So that's great. All right, we've got, oh, come on. We've got a shell in there. Phone a friend. We got a shell in there. What else do we have? Um, what? Oh, an oven mitt. I'm like, what is this? An oven mitt in our junk drawer today. What else? What else? Okay, we got a book. Okay, the wages of sin is in our junk drawer for today. And what do we all love the best about a junk drawer? You can close it. Thank you. You can close it and you can walk away, right? Everything's in there. We all know what's in there. We all know what's in there, but, but we can walk away and we can close it. And it, and, it, and it looks clean. It looks nice. We get to close it and walk away. Man, isn't that true of our lives? Isn't that true of our lives? There's so much in there. There's so much in there. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that today this junk drawer also represents our lives today. Okay? There's so much in there. There's life. There's memories. There's um, all sorts of things. But, man, isn't there stuff way down deep in our internal junk drawer? We all have it that we shove down in there. And we're like, I don't ever want to take that out. And I'm going to shut the door. And I'm going to walk away because life happens, right? I'm a mom. I have kids. I have a husband. I'm a, I'm a working mom. Like, we, we just, we shove all this stuff in there. And we walk away, and we just move on with life. And it's like, this is good. I'm just, I'm just going to move on, right? And today, the question that I, I want us to wrestle with for um, the rest of our time, here's like, I want us to wrestle with this question. And what is robbing us from peace? And does it matter? In other words, what do we have stuffed inside our internal junk drawers of our lives that is robbing us from stepping in to the peace that Jesus has for us today. What is that? We all, we all know, right? We all know what's in there. What is robbing us? So we go back to our, our story here in John chapter 5, and we see this man who has been sick for 30 eight years, and he's, he's sitting at this pool, and man, he's got, he's got a story, right? He, he's got a story, and, and he's sitting here. It said that he was sitting with a group of people that were either blind, sick, and, and they were waiting at this pool, and what they were waiting for, it, for to happen at this pool is it, it said that from time to time, an angel of the Lord would come to this pool that was in Jerusalem and would, um, the angel of the Lord would stir up the pool and the first person to get in the pool would be healed. And so they're all sitting here waiting for this pool, waiting for their moment of healing. They're all waiting. And then in walks Jesus to this crowd. And for whatever reason, Jesus sees this man. And this man sees Jesus and they have a moment. And in verse uh, 6, it says this. It says, when Jesus saw him and knew, 
He knew how long he had been ill. He asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to help me into the pool. And when the water stirred up while I'm trying to get in there, man, somebody else always gets in ahead of me. Man, can we just picture this scene for a moment? See, you and I have like this really cool picture because we know who Jesus is, right? We know that he's the savior of the world who has come to save the lost and heal the sick. Um, but this man, this man just thinks that this guy's just asking him like, do you, well, do you want to get well? And he's like, no, but see, this is what happens. Somebody always gets in front of me and I can just picture this guy just like, telling Jesus the thing, and I just, I just see Jesus in this moment just staring at this man as he's like rambling on about his story. And can you just see Jesus just taking this man in and seeing his life, seeing everything that he has walked through for 38 years, and Jesus looks at him, and I can't help but think has so much compassion on him, has so much grace on him. He's like, man, I... I I desire, I desire this man to be healed. And so the, I love the next sentence that happens. It, it, it's a sentence that comes from Jesus. And at the end of the sentence, there's an exclamation point. So we can assume that this next sentence that Jesus says is a, a sentence with authority. With authority. And he says this to the man as he's sitting there talking and talking. And, and verse 8, he says, stand up Pick up your sleeping mat and walk. He says it with so much authority. Why does he say it with authority? See, I believe that Jesus is speaking to this man's illness and saying, in the name of Jesus, I need you to get up and stand up and walk. He's speaking to the sickness and he's, and he's telling it to leave. I also believe with all my heart that his authority that he's speaking with is also um, uh, calling this man's faith to come alive. He's calling this man's faith to come alive because it says in verse 9, it says, instantly the man was healed. He rolled up the mat and he began walking. Jesus, in all of his authority that God has given him, heals this man in an instant. In an instant. Man, this, a story like this, it just fires me up. It fires me. Man, that's so awesome. Like, God, Jesus walks in the scene and nobody knows who he is. And then he's like, be healed. And it's amazing. I, I love this story and a story like this. And I get fired up. And, 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 and it's interesting that as I turn the script, and if I put my own story in there, why is it that I don't get fired up about it? Why is it that... Maybe I, 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 I think of the story and I'm like, well, but I, I mean, I've got, I got stuff and man, I think it matters. I think it matters and man, do I believe the same thing to be true in my life, that Jesus could come in and maybe want to deal with some things to set me free and walk in peace with him. But I don't get very fired up about it and I should, I think, and so I, wa I want to go over three things as to why it should matter. And listen, I am, I am definitely speaking to myself here um, in, in, in these 
moments and in these uh, application points. So number one, it matters because you matter to God. Please turn to your neighbor and say, you matter to God. You matter to God. See, when you gave your life to Christ, I'm telling you right now, that was the single best decision of your life. You had a home run when you gave your life to Christ. You won the championship of all championships in the world when you gave your life to Christ. And when you gave your life to Christ, you also um, have now access to what God gives us through Jesus. And we see this beautiful uh, gift given to his disciples. Jesus is with his disciples and in the book of Acts, and he's getting ready to ascend into heaven. And he's telling his disciples, man, you better believe I'm coming back for you. But in the meantime, when you're, when you're walking through life, when you are walking through life, because I know what you're going to go through and I know what you're going to need, I'm going to give you a gift. And the gift was the Holy Spirit. And some of the names of the Holy Spirit are this. They're counselor. They're comforter. They're an, he's an advocate. He's a guide. And he's a convictor that sets us back towards the truth Jesus left his disciples with this gift, but he also leaves the Holy Spirit this gift for you and I to have access to. He does. And, and in Galatians 5, it says this. It says, but, but when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We have access to that. We have access to that. I was, as I was studying, I, I read this commentary, and it says this about the Holy Spirit, and I love it. It says, the works of the flesh seem overwhelming, both in us and around us, but God, but God is good enough and big enough to change everything with the fruit of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit can always conquer the works of the flesh. You matter. This gift was given to you and I because we matter. And Jesus knew what we were going to walk through. And he knew that he just, he didn't want your life to be like, well, this is just how my life is. No, he, he gave you a gift to say, man, this, this isn't the way life is. And there's things that I want you to, to, to roll out, roll out and, and, and surrender and um, I, I love, I love the reading the scriptures because we see Jesus all throughout his ministry. We see him on this pursuit of, Jesus, of, of people. Sorry, he's in pursuit of, of people. And there's all, the, all these stories, and I love the story that we're going to read about. is about a woman at the well. And this, this story is um, Jesus is walking through a small town in Samaria, and he um, goes and he sits down at this well, and his disciples leave. They go, he go, they go get the food, and there's one woman that comes to him at noontime. And the time is significant because um, in that period of time, and really now, Middle East and in Texas, it was hot it's hot here, you guys. Yesterday, my hair did something that I'm like, what's going on? I didn't know that was in there. 
Um, it, it's hot. It's hot there. So it said that she came at noontime, but in this, this particular um, time, it was, it was said that the women would come actually in the morning, and they would come together. Come on, ladies. Who doesn't love a good social hour? So it's no different for them. They would walk to this well early in the morning together. They would get their water from this well, and they would go back to the town, and they would do what they needed to do for the day. And this woman was by herself. So this would indicate potentially that she maybe didn't have a lot of friends, if any friends at all. And we do know in this story that she carried a lot of shame in her life. And so she, she walks up to this well and she encounters Jesus. And at the time, actually, men and women really didn't talk at all, at all. And so Jesus, in this beautiful story, starts talking to this woman. And he says, hey, so this well, this well that you want to, like, get some water from, I'm telling you right now, I have water that you will drink and you will never go thirsty again. And she's like, whoa, like, I, I want that. That sounds, that sounds great. And so we pick up the story um, in John chapter 4, verse 16, and it says, Jesus said to her, go and call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you are right in saying you have no husband, for you actually have five husbands. And the one now is not your husband, and so what you have said is true. Ouch. Can you, can you see this woman like, dang, I didn't, I didn't need you to say that. I just wanted some water. I just wanted your water that you were just talking about, but you just like rolled everything out, right? You just rolled, why? Like what's, what's going on? And remember, I love it. We have, we have the inside edition. We know who Jesus is. We know that he is in, in pursuit of this woman. And I can't help but think that even, even though he's rolling out really tough and shameful things of this woman's life, I can't help but think but that she sat there and she, she could feel all that Jesus was, even love and compassion. And she's probably really mad, right? Like, why, the, why did you say that? Like, what the, what, right? So, so we, we see this story, and, and she says this in verse 25, when, and this is where we're going to end with the story. It says, I know that Messiah is coming. Again, she doesn't know that this is Jesus, the Savior of the world she's talking to. She said, when he comes, he's going to tell, tell us all these things. He's going to tell us, and Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. He reveals himself to her. Why? Because she mattered. This one woman mattered. You matter. Jesus' pursuit of your life, it matters. He goes after you. He goes after you. It says that she runs back to this town, this town that she carried all the shame. She doesn't want to go back to this town, but she is now running in true freedom and peace because she just encountered the Savior of the world, and she runs back to this town. She tells everybody, and everybody's like, who is this lady? And we kind of know her as this, but she's now, what's going on? And they come out, and they see Jesus, and it says that the town was saved because of her testimony. I'm telling you, she mattered, and you 
matter. You matter. Number two, it matters because the people in your life matter. The people in your life matter. I want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to picture all the amazing, close people in your life. Picture maybe a spouse. Picture your kids. Picture your friends. Whoever's the most important, can you just see their faces right now and how they've impacted your life? You can go ahead and and open your eyes. Your freedom, your wholeness, your peace, it matters because they matter. They matter. See, when Jesus places people in our lives and as parents gives us the kids that he gives us, man, he, there's a reason why they're in our lives. We were made for a relationship. We were made to encourage each other. We were made to encourage each other. And listen, I, I, hear me. You do, you do not have to have it all together. It's not about walking a, a, like, okay, I got to figure out like how to like button it up, right? No, man, your, your peace matters to the people in your life. You making hard steps towards peace in your life and freedom in your life, whatever that looks like, you pulling stuff out, man, it matters for the people in your life. And I'm telling you right now, it has waves upon waves, upon waves of effects and outcomes for the people in your life. They matter. They matter. And listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to the moms here in the room and to the future moms in the room, okay? I'm going to speak to you right now. Listen, there's so many unseen things that you do, beautiful things. Man, you wipe faces. You will wipe faces. You're going to wipe bottoms one day. Man, and all the unseen things that you do, I'm telling you, the people in your life, it matters so much to them. And I'm telling you right now, the moms in the room, I'm speaking to myself here, man, our kids don't need the next thing in their life. They don't need the next toy in their life telling you that our kids need moms who need Jesus. Our kids in our life need moms who need Jesus. Dads in the room, your kids, our kids need dads that need Jesus. Everyone in the room, if you're an aunt, an uncle, and a friend, and anything that you know, listen, the people in our lives, this world needs us to need Jesus, right? They matter, They matter. Number three, it matters because it matters. Matters because it matters. Remember the guy back at the pool, 38 years he sat there and he believed in his heart of hearts that this pool was his way, that this pool was his ticket, right? If I I only get there, this will be it, right? Man, if I only buy this thing, it's gonna get me to peace. Man, if I only get this job, This is my ticket. This is it, right? And man, Jesus comes onto the scene and he says, no, no, that's not your peace. I'm telling you right now that, that Jesus reveals himself to this man to tell him that he is the way back to life, that he is the way back to peace. And this man is changed, and it's no different for you and I. 
It's no different. Every job that you come and go to, every hair on your head, he knows. And I'm telling you, everything matters because it matters. It matters. Man, so, so back to our drawers here. What's in there? What's in there for you? You know. And I know too. And for me, what's in my drawers, there's a lot, right? This is our lives. It represents our lives. There's a lot in there. There's some funny things. I uh, wore headgear in middle school. Come on, anybody wear headgear in middle school? I did. I grew up with brothers, no sisters, so like I stole my brother's MC Hammer pants and I thought I was awesome and I, you know, and I, that's in there, that's in there. I am a tall woman, almost six feet tall and um, man, when you're this tall in the middle school, it can be a thing, it can be a thing, all you tall girls, if you're in the room, you know. God, God redeemed it. He gave me a 6'5 guy. It's awesome. Come on. It's so good. Oh, that's a clap. <laughs> but man, isn't it, isn't it true? There's some hard things in there. Things that I don't ever want to take out because I just want to move on. I got things to do. There's some hard things in there, right? For me, oh, they're way down in here. <laughs> Man. My husband and I have walked through miscarriage. It's hard. That's in there. It's hard. Man, there's been um, words spoken over me that at times will come back and it's painful, and then I get really mad. And it's hard. And I know this is down in my drawer, right? Down in my internal junk drawer. I know it's there. Man, and the hardest one for me is that I, I grew up with a mom who struggled with illness her whole entire life. And it's crazy that I'm here with you today speaking on Mother's Day. Her whole life, I watched her battle. And as a little girl, you have no idea, right? She's like there, she's not there. And make no mistake, my mom does the best that she can, and I love her. I do. But man, it's in there. It's way in there. I don't ever want to bring that out. I don't ever want to bring that out, but it's in there. I know it's in there. What's in there for you? What's in there for you? Maybe it's some shame, maybe addictions in there for you that you're like, no, but I kind of need this to cope. I've had a rough day, so I just, I need this to cope. Take off the edge, right? What's in there? What's in there? I'm telling you right now, whatever's in there 
it's worth putting out there for Jesus to come in and, and touch your life. Your peace matters. Your life wasn't just made for you to just like walk and be like, well, that's just what my life's like. I'm telling you, there's a God that sent his son to this earth to die on the cross. And his son knew how hard life would get. And he gives us access to love, joy, peace, kindness. We, we have access to the things that the, the Holy Spirit wants to come alongside us and nudge us, right? He just does. And in um, January of this, of this year, I got a call from um, one of our leadership team um, members, Andrew Matrone, and he's, he's awesome. You guys may have seen him. Um, he preaches as well, and he calls me, and at the time, in January, I was wrapping up um, at Arvada um, to transition to my new position, and, and he calls me on a Tuesday, and we record on Thursday, and he says, listen, there's our speaker for Thursday. He might have COVID, and so we're calling all the campus pastors, and they're, we just want them to prep to get ready to preach. And honestly, I'm like, okay, Matron, that's great. You're gonna come to Arvada, because at the time, our awesome campus pastor, Jordan McCaslin, my, my, good, my good friend, um, he was out of town. And again, I'm thinking nothing of it. And then Matron says this to me. He says, so we want you to preach. And I'm like, what? You want me to do what? It's Tuesday. You want me to do what in five days? See, listen, I, I know I, I'm standing before you with a microphone in my hand, but I've, I've never preached on the stage. I, I have guidance counseling in my background. Um, I have athletics in my background. I was a high school women's basketball coach, and you better believe I was like, I can give a five-minute Devo. Like, that's what I got. That's what I got. And I'm like, I'm sweating, and he's giving me nothing, and he's like, yeah, so just like let us know tomorrow. That you're gonna, you know, and no pressure. I'm like, what? So I go to sleep, and God woke me up at 4:30 in the morning the next day, and man, I began writing and praying and writing and reading, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I think you like gave me a word. I'm like, am I gonna do this? Like, what? So I, I text Matron and and Jordan. I was like, okay, guys, like I I'm, I. I think I have something, and I'm going to, I'll be ready, you know? And, and we move on, and, and, and the, the preaching pastor of that week, he, he got to share. He didn't have COVID, thank the Lord. And I never got to share this, that message that the Lord gave me until today, right now. And... Um, As I was getting ready in January, the, the second half of that, before I found out about this, is, is, I, is the Holy Spirit came and he's so gentle and he's so kind, full of grace. And he was like, man, Deborah, it's time. It's time, right? The things that, that are in there, man, it's time. Your life is worth it. So I remember having a conversation with the Lord and I'm like, I can't, it's too hard. And he said, no, oh daughter, it's not too hard. I'm right here, I'm right here. 
but it's been in there for my whole life. I've never talked about things that happened with my mom. I've never talked about it with my friends. Yeah, but like really somebody that could maybe help me. I've never talked about it. Daughter, I'm right here. I'm not leaving. I know your pain. Your peace is worth it in your life. There's little kids in your life that need to see who Jesus is and you pursuing that. It's worth it. So I, I reached out to a counselor for the first time in January, and not because I don't believe in counselors, but I, I just wasn't ready. And, and in this prep, Jesus was like, no, like, you got to reach out. So I reached out to a counselor, and I reached out to the best one I knew because I knew, um, I found out that she had kind of the same story with her mom, and um, I knew she was also busy too. And so I'm like, okay, I put it out there. She's probably not going to email me. She's busy or refer me to somebody else. But I was like, okay, I, I did my due diligence, right? I took a step. And about two, two and a half weeks later in January, I got, I got an email from this counselor, very brief, hey, my, my schedule is pretty busy, but I had a cancellation. I just think we should meet and see if it's a fit. And so we met. And um, at the end of the session, she goes, man, I'm, I'm so glad I didn't say no. Because honestly, based on my calendar, I should have said no to you. But as I was praying about meeting you, Jesus said, I need, I need you to meet with this girl. And at the end, she goes, we gotta keep meeting. We gotta keep meeting. So I've been, I've been meeting since January. I have a meeting next week. And I don't say this to like give me a pat on the back, but I'm telling you right now, it's, it's hard. It's hard. But I know that my peace is worth it. It's worth it for me as a mom. It's worth it for me as a wife. It's worth it for me, period. It's worth it for everyone that I'm gonna encounter in my life because it matters. The purpose in my life matters. The purpose in your life matters. It matters. Will you guys stand with me to your feet? I just wanna, I wanna ask two questions with all eyes closed. Man, if there's something tugging on your heart today, there's something that maybe Jesus is saying, the Holy Spirit's like, man, I, I know what's in there and you do too. And, and, and maybe it's time for the first time in how long, however long it's been. Your peace is worth it. Even if it's small, you know. There's things coming to your mind right now. Man, I gotta surrender that. I gotta, I, I need to reach out to somebody. Man, I gotta tell a friend. Man, I gotta meet with a pastor. I need some prayer from our prayer team. Your life wasn't made for you just to have life, right? God, God wants more for you. He's not a killjoy. He says, I've come to give life and life to the full. If that's you in this room, I wanna pray for you. Can you extend your hand? That's, a, that's an act of faith. Thank you. God sees you. That's a faith step right there in raising your hand. That's a faith step right there. 
The next question I want to ask is if you're here in this room and you do not know who Jesus Christ is and you want to start a relationship with him, you, you're feeling something in your heart and you know something's going on, man, Jesus wants to come into your life and, and rid you of your sin and, and take you to heaven forever, man, if that's in, your, in you in this room, can you please raise your hand? Amen. 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 Jesus, you are here in this room. God, we love you. God, we trust you. God, we love you so much, and we understand and realize that you have come to bring us life and life to the full. And so, Father, I pray as, as people are raising their hands, as they're surrendering things in their life that maybe have been there and that are holding back from peace, God, I pray that you would meet them and you would gently speak to them and you would gently um, just guide them into a direction of action because you want more for them. God, I pray for the people that have raised their hands to know you as their Lord and Savior. Jesus, I pray you'd come into their hearts, Lord God, and today they would never, they'd walk away never the same. God, we love you. We love you. We love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Let's worship.